Natalie and Matthias, and we welcome you to our conversations with B2B ecosystems experts and platform founders. Our goal here is to uncover what they learned and help you launch and scale platforms, marketplaces, and business ecosystems. Hello and welcome to a new episode of our Platforms for Future podcast. And as usual, with me, my lovely co-host, Natalie. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Matthias. Nice to be here again. Hi, Natalie. Yeah, you know, it's not always about platforms. You also hear and read about ecosystems a lot, especially in the last year. And also our adopters uh, of the Platform Innovation Kit users uh, know that we have our ecosystem journey canvas developed and published. So there's a lot of happening around ecosystems, but there's still this main question, what exactly is an ecosystem, especially in business ecosystems. So what is the difference between a platform and an ecosystems? So yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, there are a lot of questions out there. And that's why we decided to create a mini series about ecosystems. And today we have our first one where we want to talk about ecosystem strategies, the theories behind the basic understandings, and also what is the current state of research around this topic, just to clar clarify everything and clarifying the difference between platforms and ecosystems. And later in the second part, we will have a closer look at this from a more practical perspective. So how companies approach this. So therefore we invited Evangelos uh, from Swiss Re and he will talk about this, but let's go straight into our first part. And therefore we invited Mr. Ecosystem, Julian Kabul. Julian is professor for strategic management at the University of Applied Science in Berlin. Hi, Julian. Hello, Natalie. Hello, Matthias. Great to have you here. Yeah, Julian, we know each other for a while, but our listeners, maybe they not heard about you. I'm sure they heard about you, but maybe not. Uh, so please, can you give a short intro about yourself, what you are doing, uh, so that our listeners know more about you? Yeah, more than uh, welcome to do so. Um, yeah, when I try to describe my life or my position with a headline, um, then I would say I'm kind of like wandering between the worlds, between the worlds of research and practice and between the worlds of startups and corporates. And uh, overall is a topic of ecosystems, especially business ecosystems. So um, what I've done in the past, I have a corporate background. I was uh, in my ultimate corporate position. It's even six years ago. I was the head of strategy of AXA Insurance in Germany. And uh, there also first time uh, in contact um, as an executive with the building and identifying of or identifying building of ecosystems. And now I, then I changed the world. So I did a professor, as you mentioned, in the University of Applied Sciences in, in Berlin. And uh, since three, three and a half years, I have been doing uh, intense research for the topic of ecosystems um, with the purpose of developing concepts and frameworks. And one you mentioned, because the ecosystem journey canvas we actually also uh, yeah, created together. And uh, I was then, or I have focused just purely on, on, on these kind of concepts for, for ecosystems to help managers um, to, to get a clear picture, a clear idea how to set up ecosystem strategies and get an idea how to positioning uh, for the positioning in ecosystems. That's maybe uh, what I am 
but if you like me to, to go further, just ask questions. Otherwise, I think that should be a broad, should give a broad picture about what I'm doing. No, I think for the at the first glance, it gives uh, our listeners a good a good a good intro, um, and I'm sure we have enough time in this podcast to talk about yeah also your frameworks and uh, what you research and what you developed. Um, but let's start very very basic uh, from your point of view, and you have done a lot of research as you mentioned. So, what is really a difference between ecosystem and platform? They are, maybe they are very similar or they are different. So, what what is your understanding? First of all, as always in research, there's no clear uh, that's the one or that's the other or this is the pure definition for the one or the other. So obviously. Both are linked together. That's maybe the first uh, main message of that. And uh, of course, uh, in, in research, you ask 10 researchers to get 12 opinions. It's the same in business. And uh, I think we are here also uh, uh, in the same way that this topic, how to define it, how to, to say what's the one or the other, is not yet 100% clear. I will try to give my personal view on that, um, which is uh, that. Of course, first of all, when we look in the past, we have um, companies which are very pure platform oriented, which have had, which created a transaction engine. And that is for me kind of the, the pure definition of a platform where you try to get as, as most as possible a transaction on it to uh, link uh, different parties, either consumers like in social networks or uh, in B2B different uh, customers or different supply chain partners. So this is kind of um, trying to to to, to be in the net, create the network on an on a platform as a transaction engine. The ecosystem is a little bit broader. For me, it's kind of a set of um, interconnected partners which try to create value together for either business or human customers. Meaning, we have more this kind of um, there's no one player who's just creating the platform and trying to get to, to be the one who is actually linking all together. And then the other ones are just suppliers to this platform. On ecosystem, you have more this kind of equality, um, but all with the purpose of creating value. So that links both together. So once again, um, I think, um, of course, every ecosystem also needs kind of a platform where you create traction, but the whole system and the value which is created, the services, the products, whatever, but the data, it's more that the network um, is, is, is more on a similar level or at least on a, on a more equal level than on a platform with a clear one-to-many relationship. And I hope that makes it a little bit clear, but that's my definition of it. That's why to make it concrete, at least with two examples, um, the classical platform business in the beginning of the 2000s when Amazon was started from Jeff Bezos, you have the one platform, Amazon, and you have the, the booksellers and the users and, or the, the consumers, and you have one Amazon who's just uh, like um, uh, creating the space where those are linked together. Those additional services, it was just pure transaction, pure transaction engine, let's call it like this. And then in the ecosystem world, um, then we have like um, more and more partners integrated in ecosystems like Amazon or Amazon W or, or AWS or also B2B ecosystem where 
more companies are creating together with you because they are sharing data, they are creating services together. For instance, Amazon Web Services creating services together with its clients and with partners. Uh, and so you have more this, of course, they have some kind of platform, but actually they are working more together in, in, in projects and, 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 and to create them. I think maybe with this differentiation, it makes clear. So both are linked together, but uh, they're not the same now. Can you maybe also, um, if we try to uh, project uh, the example of Amazon onto maybe some current uh, industry examples or, or, or evolution of some markets towards that currently, could do you have any ideas in mind that could also illustrate this? Yeah, the thing is, or the interesting thing is that uh, only from my perspective, from the old traditional platform players in the, in the pure definition I mentioned, like very transaction oriented, um, they all have evolved into more or less uh, ecosystem players when they moved into other areas. We call it life areas, but in other domains, let's call it like this, um, because then they need partners which help them to create together value. For instance, if now and Apple is trying to approach financial services. They need partners like the banks or financial institutions to create value together, to, to, to connect it with the APIs, but also to create services for, for the users, which is more than just uh, to, 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 to be the connector. It's more that they create both together the value proposition. Yeah? And you find that in, in many other fields, um, uh, you, you, you can find that, for instance, also in the, the area of mobility, in the case of autonomous driving, yeah? when, when you try to create there a standard, a market standard for technology, because this is very complex, it has security issues, it has, of course, convenience issues and many, many more. And the players, the OEMs, the software companies and other players, they try to, to work together and to, to set that standard and to create uh, value propositions together. At the end, there will be one platform, either a sharing platform or a technology innovation platform or other platforms, but the value is created uh, together. And it's not that the pure transaction focus is here key. It's more that the collaboration focus and the service focus is, is key. And of course, there's no clear 100% black and white um, differentiation between both of us, because as I said, the, the platform players in my definition have evolved into more or less ecosystem players for new domains. Uh, in some areas, they are still classical platform players. That's why you have these both models also parallel in, in, in shape. Would you say that, um, I mean, what, what in your opinion is pushing that trend? Do you think that maybe uh, European regulations are playing a role or is it just companies realizing that they need to work together? How, what would you say is kind of underlying this movement? Really depending uh, upon the segment and the market. Sometimes it could be regulation. Um, regulation is always actually a chance to also for, uh, for new competitors or new kids on the block to enter markets. And then of course, they, if they want to enter, either they have to cooperate with existing players, with incumbents or with startups or with third parties. That could be one driver of it. The other driver is just, as you said, it's the complexity of the topic. If uh, a company like, um, let's say, 
Microsoft wants to uh, address the healthcare market with uh, healthcare software, of course they need the knowledge, uh, the domain knowledge of the, the existing players. And uh, of course they can buy it via M1A, but they can also cooperate and create uh, ecosystems, ecosystem formats to do so. So often it's uh, that today it's possible, that's maybe one step behind, due to digitization, decreasing uh, like um, um, uh, uh, costs in general, due to digitalization, um, it's possible that companies can enter different market segments where they don't have their home turf. That was not possible, and at least it was not efficient in former times, like let's say 10, 20 years ago. That's why to do so, it's possible, but they need the partners. And then they need uh, business models, which are ecosystem business models, in terms of revenue sharing, in terms of uh, creating value together, et cetera, et cetera, to do so. So I think these are the, the both, the, the two main, now let's call it two main drivers, uh, because I think it's it's getting this way. But at the same time, maybe one ultimate remark, it's not the death of platforms. I mean, we, we still have many, many other segments and, and, and parts where pure platforms, just connections are necessary. And I mean, that's kind of also your job to, to talk about that and to, to supply, to facilitate because there's still even big, big potentials, especially in B2B settings. But I think at the end, we will have, of course, we will be, in maybe in 10 years, we don't talk about differences between both because we say it's, it's one, it's just the operating model which changes uh, and which is maybe more like uh, more complex, but and not just pure platform-based or ecosystem-based. I think that's maybe uh, interesting to, to consider when you talk, think about that. Yeah, I think you made some very good comments here and so or, or you mentioned some different kind of uh, understandings. So first is platforms are more facilitating the transactions and um, ecosystems are for co-creation of equally partners. So this uh, sounds like that ecosystems are a natural evolution of platforms. So after you established yourself as a platform and facilitating transactions, then there comes uh, your the next let's say evolution where you establish yourself in a broader ecosystem and you also mentioned the different kind of reasons why companies approach this um what about but what about the 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 customers the users so um we always like in our uh yeah workshops and uh, master classes etc to uh, give an example about the um, raised expectations of customers. So they said, hey, uh, I feel a lot about, uh, when I use Amazon, it's really, really convenient. I can have uh, a lot of products I can buy under one umbrella, under one hood, on one platform. So this, this there's a lot of, yeah, raising expectations uh, and yeah, also regarding convenience, etc. How is it um, that also maybe the market, so the customers expect from bigger corporates, but also from platforms to integrate more and more different kind of services under one umbrella to get them, let's say, out of one hand. Is this also a, a big push uh, um, of this topic? Absolutely. I was just arguing because the question was like, it was for the, for the corporations, the driver. And then uh, you mentioned uh, definitely the, the, the third and, and probably most important driver because companies have to be customer-centric. Many aren't, but or not so far. Uh, so we call that, and we, we created this paradigm from our research, uh, 
uh, ecosystem to be human, which we say this should be the new paradigm for, for actually all companies thinking about uh, doing business in the future when ecosystems are uh, getting more important. Of course, the question is uh, chicken and egg, who is actually pushing it? Is the customer desiring it? Uh, or is it our companies are doing the offering and sometimes it's the one, sometimes it's the other. It's the same discussion is uh, always the, the famous example um, about the iPhone. Yeah, is the customer demanding the iPhone or was it the creativity of Steve Jobs and his team? And then the customer is uh, was, was was demanding it when, when knowing about the options. But in this case, the customer is uh, is actually is learning from like three click economy and, and convenience based business models from Amazon and others, which is definitely a, a driver for ecosystems. That's why I think uh, my recommendation would be um, that, that every company, even B2B companies, uh, have to think in human centric logics, which means um, what is at the end the benefit for us as humans? And uh, that. Uh, that is for, for some of them were very back in the, in the classical supply chain, very difficult. But my like my thesis is that this is actually integrating also due to digitalization and due to ecosystems because we, we have working together companies who are uh, integrating B2B and B2C services and uh, all dedicated uh, to the purpose of improving our life. And I think we will discuss it maybe also later with some examples, but uh, that's that's why you're totally right. So um, it's at the end of the day that are the B2B users and the B2C users who actually strive for convenience, integrate solutions. Famous example, I think you mentioned that also sometimes in your speeches, we don't like to have 10 mobility apps, but we want to have one, same with healthcare, same with others. Maybe one day we have like the offering for our life, at least big ecosystem players like the tech giants, they are striving for that to be the, the concierge of our life. Uh, in Asia, they are still further, but we have examples like Sparebank, uh, also from the traditional players. And of course, we have the tech players like Amazon, Tencent, etc., who try to address each life area to be to create this integrated experience for all, all problems uh, and all purposes of our life. And do you have uh, uh, examples in mind of of companies, of incumbent companies who actually successfully took this approach of, of thinking about the customer uh, and the, the customer journey uh, first and uh, or maybe moving from more product centric approach to a more uh, more of a yeah, journey, customer journey approach and then, you know, are starting to build uh, or, or, or or develop the, the ecosystem around the, those journeys? First of all, I have to say it's very, very difficult for the, for the big corporates because, I mean, the big corporates are big corporates because they are really purely focused on efficient operations and lazy customers. Let's call it like this. Even they don't like to hear it, but we had also CEOs in the energy sector in Germany who say, okay, we have actually lost like the most of our customers, but the customers are too lazy, uh, like to, to change and to switch. Uh, that's why there are still customers in one company. You find that in many industries. So that's uh, kind of uh, the problem. And now all and everybody, because the startups are attacking the incumbents uh, and ecosystem players as well, who enter their home turf markets, that now they now they have to be awake and have to think about how to mitigate that. 
So having said that, uh, that means um, they are still on the journey. Maybe that's the bold answer of that. Of course, there are examples. Everybody is claiming for 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 him or herself. We are addressing the customer, but uh, take the German automotive industry. I mean, they have been very further. Like I always uh, try to analyze them and, and the like the the, the race because the race in the German automotive industry because there um like. Seven, eight years ago, BMW was in front with sharing solutions, very customer centric, very holistic, also entering other life areas. Then they, they did go back uh, to, the, to the core business. And uh, now, then Mercedes was in front also with uh, healthcare services and other services which were very integrated, very convenient, but small tickets. And the problem, and then and now Volkswagen, which was actually blocked due to the Diesel scandal now is in front in terms of, of integrated customer experiences. So they all are trying to go steps further. They, they have evolved, but still it's very difficult for them to, to go further because um, at the end of the day, these kind of uh, ecosystems uh, solutions are difficult because you often think you can only do things by yourself. So we have to be open. And of course, the, the revenues are at the beginning very small. So I mentioned to, to come back to your question also today's success cases. Uh, Sberbank is definitely one success case um, in, in Russia as a big bank, not traditional bank, but at least no startup, no neo bank, um, uh, who is really integrating lots of lots of services around uh, or with, with ecosystems. Uh, probably also in Germany, Deutsche Telekom um, is an example. Where, of course, on the one hand, they are a good, good example. On the other hand, they are also still uh, on their journey. Um, but they have evolved in terms of um, trying to, to address the entertainment area with many, many partners and uh, getting out of this commodity competition in the, in the core business. And of course, SAP, when you take, uh, or also I mentioned, or I learned you work for companies like, like Oracle and others, also these tech players. Especially SAP, there I know it. Um, they have a broad, um, yeah, a broad network of ecosystem partners, and now trying to use that also to to to, to stick into new markets. But uh, once again, it's difficult to have these hundred success cases because I think the topic of ecosystem for e-commerce is still for for many at the beginning, which means. Um, they're trying, they are not investing as much. And also, if you look in the research, maybe it made sense to that. You can also try to, to, to find some, some figures. I mean, even research does not know the, the big success cases and the consultancies as well. I just read recently a study um, from McKinsey who uh, tried case study based, um, tried to analyze okay, who's making profits with ecosystem business from the incumbents. And it's just just five percent were uh, yeah, uh, actually making a significant amount of money because it takes time. You need the time to take it. It needs risk, and uh, the CEO and the board has to believe on that. That are all reasons why I think it's necessary. On the one hand, and on the other hand, um, it's we we don't have the, the lighthouse cases from companies who did big billion dollar ecosystem business models apart from the tech giants and and unicorn startups who, who are there in front i would say dear listeners 
I hope you enjoy our podcast and you can learn more about building and scaling a successful platform business. I'm Matthias, CEO of Fastbreak One. And as you know, we at Fastbreak One are platform entrepreneurs by heart. Since over 20 years, we are building new platforms and this makes us one of the most experienced platform venture builders around the globe. If you are a corporate and you tried out different strategies, consultants, IT partners, but your platform initiative struggles to scale, please check out our assessment services. Learn more about our experience and our practices of work at our website www.fastbreak.one or send us an email to contact at fastbreak.one. And now let's go back to the conversation. So when you... When I listen to that, it sounds a little bit like it's it's more like a gut feeling that you have to move in this direction as an incumbent company because, as you mentioned, there are not a clear there are no clear success cases or not that many. Uh, there are not those uh, s statistics or KPIs where you can really show them, hey, this is uh, bringing a lot of more money compared to your current business. So the so the, the 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 obvious reasons are really yeah kind of vague, but um, how do you when you talk to the executives? What are maybe your top three uh, arguments you bring to them and say that's exactly why you have to move and you can't wait? First of all, um, it is like it is because corporates are always too late. <laughs> Old statement, I know, but uh, that's my experience and. Of course, they are very risk averse, which is the second point. And uh, that is their problem because, of course, uh, in steady growing markets, that's okay. And uh, as a board member, just, sometimes you just have to wait. Okay, that's a little bit exaggerated. Of course, you have to do operational management, but you don't have to uh, have these kind of very risky strategic decisions. Now you have to do it even more. And that's why um, for them, uh, being a CEO today is, is probably more than difficult than ever. And I'm not talking about Corona and COVID-19. It's basically because the, the developments of, of technology and of markets are uh, getting more and more faster. Which, which means one of the arguments is definitely that um, you don't have the time to wait because It can be too late. Look at different industries um, like the media industry, like also the automotive industry, where all the players are aware of that, but still uh, don't know when is the right moment to change radically. Once again, Volkswagen did it with pure focus on e-mobility and on ecosystem business models, uh, but others are still maybe waiting. So one argument is you don't have to wait for the success case because then it's obviously sometimes too late now. That's the, the main argument. And of course, I mean, you just have to look, it's not so wide. It's, it's for, for me, you have still, you just, you need this high level perspective and even the executives, they know that, they know there are other attackers coming into my markets. And uh, we see that every day when there's an announcement, okay, now um, we are addressing this or that line area or this or that market. And uh, then um, the question is just um, okay, when to react. So my arguments are then there are enough examples of attackers. There is you are in a time where you cannot survive by yourself. So you you, you need corporations, and the more so that's it's not this zero one moment. Okay, this case, and now we have to copy that, and we can 
we can survive because we are the best copycat. It's more that you have to adapt because, um, like it's a, it's a, like it's a, it's a, it's a tsunami. It's starting very slowly, but you see the wave, and then you see, oh, it's too big. And, uh, so I think maybe that could be a good metaphor. Um, if you argue about this kind of danger thing, I was, I, I rather would argue for the opportunity side, which is also very important, which means, um, of course, uh, you have to decide yourself. Either you, you grow with the existing business organically, or you try to set up new business models for the future. And uh, so you have to do both to mitigate and defend your existing markets. Also with partners, because otherwise these partners are partners of the others and uh, then uh, are claiming your market. And at the same time, you have to think about uh, extending your markets. And so that would be my, my rationale when I just discuss with them. Um, maybe that as a clear, clear message. Yeah. Don't you think there's also a stake of uh, uh, thinking differently for the executives? Because when we're talking about an ecosystemic business model, we're not talking about a linear business model anymore, meaning I don't control like I used to. I need to orchestrate. So the governance uh, needs to be very different. And, and the relation we have to control is very different also. And, and also in an, an ecosystem, they can be my competitors. And I have to accept, like Amazon did, to open my customer base to my competitors uh, you know, for a greater benefit. So I think this also probably this change in perception uh, that plays a role. Hundred um, percent. I mean, the thing is, at the end of the day, everything is then that mindset and cultural thing. Uh, that's not linked just to the topic of business. That's for the topic of innovation. That's for the topic of new business. That's for all in business. Is uh, the people. Uh, that's that's very simple. Maybe it's too simple, but it's true. But at the same time, um, you have to say that. Well, I have to say um, that, of course, first of all, it's not always that you have to create the ecosystem by yourself. That's also one of the common mistakes. Yeah? Say, okay, I want to copy the Apple ecosystems, even if I'm a small bank in southern Germany or in southern India. Yeah? That's uh, mistake number one. Yeah? Uh, but uh, you have to think, what could be my contribution with my assets, with my unfair advantage, whether it is, you mentioned customer access, whether it is the database, whether it is IP or whatever, there are many options now, to contribute and to leverage that in ecosystems. And that's uh, the main important thing. Of course, both is difficult. First of all, to uh, everybody wants to be like Apple, but then uh, in, uh, in the second glance, you don't have the resources, the brand, etc., and then you stop all your ecosystem activities. It's, 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 it's as bad as um, not thinking about what could be other roles as um, as partners, uh, as collaborators in ecosystems. And so, at the end, it's the mindset, and that is from the top management uh, starting and uh, ends at people who have to who will be in charge as lawyers, uh, as internal lawyers to. To, to negotiate contracts without having uh, too many uh, too, too, too many bureaucracy that uh, it, it won't fly the, the, the ecosystem business model. And of course, also the salespeople who own the customers, et cetera, et cetera. You can go to, through the entire organization 
And you need this mindset. That's why it's so important uh, to, that's what we are doing also here, to create a sense of urgency that the topic is important, that's, that of course in hierarchical uh, organizations, which we have in, in, in most of the cases, that the, the people on the top, um, they understand that, they try to, they have to, to be, to, to, to try that, to be less risk averse um, by getting more, knowledge about the topic. Uh, that is one, yeah, one mission uh, I also have to, to, to create this sense of urgency because otherwise I think there's really the danger of many, many of the incumbents we have, not only in Germany, uh, where I can argue as a patriot, uh, but also worldwide, which will, which will die um, because they, they miss this exit. Yeah, creating urgency is a good point here. Uh, when we talk to executives, they feel also uh, this kind of urgency, but also a lot of pressure right now. Uh, and the pressure comes from different directions. So first, there are a lot of platforms around them uh, attacking their business. Um, then we have seen uh, Corona as uh, as the crisis so they are putting on a, le a lot of pressure to them especially re regarding their value chain supply chains etc so to ensure they can deliver and what happens to the customers so we see also customer behavior is changing right now and um, we also saw and see sustainability as a big pressure point here um, so becoming more sustainable more uh, circular etc and 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 now another pressure with ecosystem so you have to become an ecosystem player an ecosystem company you have to to approach it so this is a lot of pressure to the executives and they feel a little bit of overwhelm so how can they approach all of that together maybe and uh, how can they solve all of those issues also Those, those, those pressure points, maybe with a structured approach. Is there something where I say, yes, uh, there is a solution for that? There is a kind of a framework for that? First of all, fear is, is always like a, 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 bad, uh, a, a bad partner for, for managers. Yeah. But obviously, you mentioned it, uh, the world is, is we, we live in the, in the famous VUCA world where everything is complex and uh, we don't know how to... Uh, um, how to manage that anymore? But of course, there's uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, of course the funnel. And uh, so, first of all, from the from that what you mentioned, you can integrate some of these topics like sustainability, uh, like and ecosystems, just to name two of them. So the solution could be sometimes. Very much simpler than you, you think about. So ecosystems could also be a solution for your problems um, when you address that, uh, because uh, the broader the topic, um, the, the the better, at least in theory, you can solve it with partners and with others who have uh, other assets who can contribute and support to save to solve this problem. First of all, that. Um, secondly, and uh, of course, I mean that's that's my personal purpose also with. That what we created in the last three and a half years in, in our research to to create concepts and frameworks to structure the world that you de-risk your decision making and this is as i said at the beginning one of the main problems so you know before you spend millions of dollars you want to know okay um what is the right direction where do i spend that and um how can can i analytically 
um, derive that uh, that it's, it's it's really needed. Yeah. So first of all, it's structure in terms of finding the right scope, finding the right um, field where you can leverage your existing advantages, which at least every comment has some of them. And I think this is the main main advice as well to to think about that. And then, of course, to break it down and to think about um, where to play and um, which are the, the problems you will solve. Um, and at the end of the day, also uh, how to design the ecosystem. Natalie, we discussed it before in terms of um, what is your role? Um, are you kind of creating ecosystems, being maybe the orchestrator for human needs, or are you just focusing on, on B2B needs and being our term will be the enabler or any other role, and then to define that, to clarify that. So I think the main thing is to get the right picture, the, the right strategy, the right positioning um, before spending the money for execution. And um, that would be my my main key message uh, to to get comfortable with this uncomfortable situation of UCA world. Yeah. Yeah, I also liked your point that uh, talking about ecosystems to human and this human, uh, and please correct me, uh, but this uh, human stands for also the society. So it's not just the customer, but also the society behind. So what is you as a company providing as a benefit to the society, but also to the planet or to the to the environment? Uh, because we are all as humans living in an environment. And so if you have a positive impact, not just for your own profit, but also for your uh, environment, for your ecosystem around you, then there will be a huge, um, yeah, then it will help you to be successful in the future. Um, you are also the, can we call co-creator or creator of the ecosystemizer framework. And um, we really, really like it uh, as, a, as a starting point, as a high level strategic tool where you can, which helps you to position yourself in future ecosystems and to make and draw better decisions. How do you see also how the ecosystemizer framework and maybe the platform innovation kit works together? First of all, the good thing is we are already working together and I think um, uh, they are very complementary because um, as you mentioned, what, what as our purpose is to as a starting point for for managers of of course top managers primarily but also from other levels to get a first orientation and first idea um, where to where's my playing field and then to break it down yeah? and then of course you have many options after this process and the options are, could be to create a specific platform in a specific um, niche or in a specific market and there uh, the platform innovation kit comes into uh, into the world or into the place um, where you can break that even on a very um, like operative level uh, how to start how to set it up so we end when defining the playing field and do that with our concept and tools in a very, very structured manner. And then I think the platform innovation kit is then for all of them to say, okay, now I see for my specific markets, business units, whatever, there a platform or platforms are relevant. Um, no matter if I create them or be part of some others, then um, you help to break it down and to get less insecurity. And that's, I think, what we both have in common with our tools. We help managers 
to break down very complex topics, which most of them are not able to do because they are not educated to, to do that. They don't have this holistic perspective and they don't think end to end. And uh, which is not something which I criticize them. How can you do so? It's just the fact that they, they cannot do it because they have different mindset, different backgrounds, different education, just a very small portion of the of managers can have this picture. And we have, uh, I mean, we, we give them um, actually the, the, the tools to, to combine the internal knowledge with a holistic perspective and the breaking down of it. And I think that makes it, there we, we, are, we have the same basic logic and, and the complementary tools for, for, for both topics. That's how I see it at least, yeah. Totally agree. Thanks a lot, Julian. I think uh, we could, uh, indeed, uh, as we are all are passionate about this, we could talk for hours. <laughs> um, but we have to conclude. Um, so what we like to do in our podcasts uh, as a kind of a wrap up, uh, we like, like to ask our uh, speakers for one recommendation. If you had one recommendation for a CEO who uh, wants to really get started uh, with ecosystems and uh, um, you know understand or, or, or actually practically get started, what would you what you, would you recommend? Find the right scope, but very simple. So it's uh, it's a scope which is very important and define that. It sounds so simple. It isn't absolutely um, because you have to do a lot of analysis and uh, discussions and, and finding. Uh, like the, the, the right starting point, but that's the most important thing. If you have that, you can uh, you can invest your money in the right way, and uh, that's for me the main number one recommendation. Great, thank you for that. Um, very good recommendation um, and also for giving your perspective on ecosystems and platform i think it's much much more clearer right now for our listeners and um, and we also of course learned a lot uh, thank you for for joining our conversation it was always a pleasure to have you and yeah stay healthy and uh, um, maybe we can have another talk in one or two years uh, where we see where this whole ecosystem movement uh, went to and uh, yeah how it um, has been uh, uh, yeah applied by the by the by the corporates thank you very much thank you julian thanks matthias thank you so much also Natalie, matthias and uh, yeah let's do it exactly like this and uh, see you and uh, yeah also stay safe take care this podcast is brought to you by Fastbreak one your platform venture builder if you want to learn more about our services and how we help corporations to launch and scale platforms, please visit our website www.fastbreak.one. And don't forget to tune in in two weeks for a new episode.